my name is Nikki J, and I am the host of the Black Girl Budget Podcast. And today, I am so excited because we have another special guest. Her name is Janetta Spencer, and you may know her on Instagram as Cash and Curls. Janetta, thank you so much for being with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm very excited for you to be with us today because... A lot of times people think that budgets are very restrictive and there's just no possible way you can spend money. And, you know, until they reach a certain level in their budgeting expertise, they just kind of have to sit home and twiddle their thumbs. But I want to talk to you today about a topic that includes spending money, maybe not a significant amount, but spending money nonetheless. But first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So yeah, my name is Janetta. My um, full-time job is an elementary school teacher. Yes. Aside from that, I'm also a graduate student and a social media finance blogger. Um, In addition to that, I do love uh, talking about personal finance. I love helping people learn how to budget, save, um, get out of debt, and built wealth. And I also love talking about natural hair. (laughs) Nice. Okay. So that's how we get to cash and curls, right? Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. What made you decide to start talking about finances, um, specifically on social media? Yeah. So when I first started my journey, it was back in 2017. Um, I had watched a video and it really inspired me to get my finances in order. So the year later, I decided, well, I probably should make an Instagram page (laughs) to encourage others to motivate them to want to get their finances in order and to just ultimately hold myself accountable and to document my journey. So in 2018, um, I started my cash and curls page and then eventually um, went to blogging um, and things of that nature. Nice. I love it. Um, Accountability is so real on social media because I feel like once you put it out there, it's like, uh, I told people I was going to budget. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So speaking of blogging, I was actually just kind of perusing through your page not too long ago. And I saw that you have a blog post about staycations mm-hmm. and we all need to get away from time to time. I want to get your opinion on what is the difference between a staycation and just a regular vacation? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So when I think of the difference, in my mind, I picture like a graphic organizer. One side you have staycation, the other side you have a vacation. Mm -hmm. So with that, you have to consider five domains. So the domains are the cost, the location, the duration, the frequency, and the types of activities. So I'm going to break it down a little bit just to give you some examples to see how a staycation is different. from a vacation. So with the staycation, the cost usually um, ranges from free to budget friendly. It's usually not expensive. On the other hand, with a vacation, it tends to be budget friendly and it can go up to being expensive. So that's like the difference between those two for that domain. Um, For the second domain, location. So with a staycation, um, the destination is usually two to six hours away from your home. And on the other hand, for a vacation, the location can be domestic or international travel. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm I'm saying wow. Like, I know this, but in my mind, I guess I never, like, honestly thought about it. Like, when I hear staycation, I know what a staycation is, but... I love this. I'm sorry. Keep going. You're good. And then the third domain will be the frequency. So for a staycation, 
on average, people tend to take four staycations a year, usually once a quarter. Um, on the other hand, for a vacation, people usually tend to um, take one to two vacations a year. Uh, so that's the difference mm -hmm. for that domain. Um, for the duration, people usually uh, tend to stay at a staycation for one to three days. And for a vacation, it's usually four to eight days. Uh -huh. um, and then lastly, for uh, the fifth domain will be types of activities. So with a staycation, people tend to go camping, skiing, attend a concert, um, just be a tourist in their city. Um, just a simple getaway. It's something that you can honestly just craft yourself, something that you're interested in. And then on the other hand, for a vacation, the types of activities usually includes um, theme parks, uh, cruises, resorts, or big like bucket list items that you want to tackle. So that's how I see it. Like you got to look at those five domains to kind of get the gist of what a staycation is and what a vacation is. Nice. I love that you broke that down. Thank you so much. Um, but but in all serious, I, seriousness, I never really thought about breaking it down like that. So I love that mm -hmm. because now I feel like that will, <laughs> I feel like that will help me take more staycations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm not always feeling like, oh my gosh, can I afford a vacation? Yeah. I think in my mind, if I'm thinking the word vacation, I am genuinely thinking I'm going to have to spend a couple hundred dollars. But when I think yeah. vacation, I'm like, oh, I can just find like a nice little Airbnb, Airbnb around the corner. And like mm -hmm. you said, do some activities and be a tourist in your own city. So I love that you yeah. broke that down. Now, do you have um, maybe some thoughts on why we should choose a staycation over vacation or vice versa? Yeah, so I definitely will lean a little bit more to the staycation. One, because it tends to be a little bit more affordable. Um, you can do it more often. Um, you can plan like staycations during a three-day weekend um, when you have a holiday off. Um, it's actually closer to home. So if people have like families and they don't want to be away from their, their children or their spouse, you know, it's a little bit easier to get away when you're only going away, like two hours away. Um, and I, I think it's just simply a good way to just escape. It's a really quick and easy way to just get some time away to relax, rejuvenate, um, and prepare for the other tasks that you have going on throughout the, the month. Nice. Okay. Now I love to give tips on the podcast mm -hmm. because I feel like people just love three or five good tips that will help <laughs> them out. So can you give us maybe if you have more than three, that's fine. But can you give yeah. us at least three tips on how to plan a staycation while on a budget? Because I know some of my people can just kind of ball out, but while yeah. we're on a budget, <laughs> three tips, please. Absolutely. So the first one is to definitely make a budget. You know, your platform is all about budgeting. I'm into budgeting. You have to make a budget with everything you do. And that includes taking staycations and vacations. So definitely sit down, figure out how much money you're going to spend or how much you can spend, and then start planning accordingly. You know, if you only have a $600 budget, you need to figure out where you're going to stay, how you're going to allocate your meals and your activities. Um, and I I highly recommend that people save in advance. Um, I like to do sinking funds. So like if you know you want to take a staycation in um, August, start setting money aside now so that you don't have to worry about it when August comes around. Um, 
another tip that I would give people is to book during the week. So when I took a staycation last summer, I did it during the middle of the week. Um, you know, I, I understand some people may not have that flexibility with their job to just take a, take a staycation during the week. But if you can, I would say definitely try to book during the week because lodging is typically uh, cheaper, admission to different activities are usually cheaper. Um, so you can get really good deals if you're booking during the week and even honestly, like between morning and afternoon, you know, prices tend to rise when evening hits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true. Do you have that? I know you mentioned, okay, a couple of things. I know you mentioned sinking funds. Can you just kind of define what a sinking fund is for those that are listening? Yeah, so a sinking fund is simply like a small savings account. So say, for instance, you want to buy a new iPhone, um, just as an example, and the iPhone costs $1,000, you Oof. will be getting... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm getting dizzy just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so you will begin to set a little bit of money aside each month each month until you reach that $1,000 goal. Um, so most people tend to put their uh, sinking funds inside of a high yield savings account, or you can just keep it at your personal um, banking um, location, if you will like. Okay, and we love high yield savings accounts at Black Girl Budget. So y'all, please <laughs> get these high yield savings accounts. Um, and I, I also tell people, so sometimes I'll have people tell me, oh, I have a savings account. And my mm -hmm. question is always, oh, what are you saving for? And they're like, well, no, it's just like in case something happens and I'm like, mm. so, so you're not saving for any, like, I always try to differentiate between the two. I don't know if you do, but I think this is a mm -hmm. good example. So savings accounts are, are really because you're saving for something. And I think if you name it like sinking fund for a staycation, yeah. then you really have that purpose and you can focus on that purpose and you're not distracted by, you know, other things or yeah. like some people maybe transfer money back into your checking accounts <laughs> and, you know, you like, you have that money set aside and it has a purpose. So it's easier for you to stick to that. I totally agree. Like definitely being specific is key, you know, mm -hmm. specifically staycation to Miami or something like that <laughs> and keep it away from your personal yes. checking account if you can. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, do you have um, a recommendation on maybe like a good budget for mm -hmm. a staycation? Yeah. So, you know, say for instance, we're just going somewhere two hours away. I would say typically you could probably book a good staycation with about $500, depending on where you're staying. Like if you're going to stay in a hotel, it may be a little bit different, but you got to open up your options to like Airbnbs and different yes. rentals because they're really nice places and they're a little bit more affordable than a typical hotel. So definitely, you know, find alternatives to like your lodging, to your activities, even like you don't have to do things that cause you can mm -hmm. simply go down to the lake and have a little picnic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so true. So we recently moved from Florida to DC and the amount of free things that there are to do up here. Um, like my cousin, I don't know if she's listening to this episode, but she just texted me the other day and was like, I'm coming to DC with, you know, mm -hmm. the kids and blah, blah. I'm like, ma'am, you could go through every Smithsonian Museum up here for free. Like, just walk in and out of them. You can walk the National Mall. Like, there are so many things that we can do for free. So I think you make a really good point. Like, we, I, I think sometimes we have this idea where we have to spend money in order to have the time. But we seriously need to Google 
free mm-hmm. activities happening in the area. And then, like yeah. you said, go to the lake, go to the park, um, walk around. You know, there are some free tourist areas, historical museums, things like that. And just mm-hmm. understand that having fun and enjoying something doesn't require that you break bank or that you open your, your wallet at all. Like, enjoy the free things in life. <laughs> I agree. And I was actually listening to your podcast about um, living a luxurious life. And oh, I yes. think it's so important that people actually define what is luxury to them? What is their best life to them? What is a staycation to you? Like, just because yeah. someone did this on Instagram doesn't mean you have to do that for your staycation. So definitely setting those boundaries and, you know, defining what is a staycation, what is something you actually want to do is important. Exactly. Exactly. And you actually bring up a good point because I remember I had this friend who we were planning a trip to go somewhere. I don't even remember where. And <laughs> the first thing out of her mouth was, I don't have a budget. I spend however much. And I was like, <laughs> this is not even going to work for us. I can tell you right now, it's not going to happen. But but she was okay with spending like thousands of dollars on a trip because that was her idea of luxury. And mm-hmm. I did not think we needed to spend $1,000 on this particular trip. I don't think we were going international, but I didn't think we need to spend that much in order to have a luxury trip. So mm-hmm. one thing that maybe people could consider is if you want to have a luxury trip, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a luxury staycation as yeah. opposed to not being able to afford a luxury vacation, right? You yeah. can have two luxury staycations and really <laughs> enjoy yourself instead of saying, oh, I can only go on vacation one time this year. Or, or like you yeah. recommended, have four staycations in a year yeah. instead of just one big vacation. Because I think the point is, you're really trying to get away and get that time and that moment to yourself where you're not bogged down by deadlines and emails mm-hmm. and family stress or whatever it is. You're just trying to enjoy yourself. So if you're, if you really are trying to enjoy yourself and not stunt for the gram, which <laughs> some of us do, you know, it happens, but really like you, you want to get the most bang for your buck. And I think taking into consideration, oh, I can do luxury in DC. We're from Florida. We could do luxury in Florida. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to go to, Mexico, I could just do luxury in Florida twice or something. So yeah, that's one way to look at it, guys. (laughs) Um, Now, one thing I want to know is, do you have a favorite um, place to go for your for your staycations? Like, I I get that a staycation is probably going to be within the same general vicinity. (laughs) But is there something that you've done on a staycation that was your favorite thing to do? Or maybe a favorite hotel or Airbnb that you stayed in? Yeah, so I actually had a wonderful experience last August. Um, I went to the getaway house. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like a tiny home. Oh my God. I'm like, I was in love. I'm really, I'm really fascinated with tiny homes and minimalism um, and just simple things. Um, so this is just a small little uh, tiny home in the middle of the woods. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm nervous just listening. <laughs> You're in the middle of the woods and you completely unplug. So you really don't have cell service. And I think it's really good for people who are always like checking emails and, you know, having conferences. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need time away to be completely off the grid. And that's what that experience provided for me. Um, I just, I enjoyed being able to just do nothing. Like I literally 
ate the foods that I really enjoyed. I took a walk, I (laughs) slept, I read books, I journaled, and it was exactly what I needed for that season of my life when I was preparing to get ready to start a new school year. I just needed three days to just completely shut down, reflect, and figure out, okay, where am I going this upcoming school year, you know, reflect on different things in my life. Nice. Now, okay, did you go by yourself into the woods? I oh did. My this was my first solo staycation. <laughs> like, were you nervous at all? I, I was, honestly. I was nervous. One, because, you know, I just felt like something bad was going to happen. You know, not having mm-hmm. cell service is scary. You know, every, yeah. you rely on your phone for so many things. But thankfully, you know, I shared my location with my family. So they were able to, like, track. You know, I tried to call when I did get a little cell service, um, but I just kept them posted as much as I could, you know, but everything was fine. I stayed in during the night, you know, I wasn't trying to explore and meet a bear or anything like that. <laughs> no, I definitely feel you because, um, yeah, I've, I, I don't mind staying in the woods. I don't know if I'm like bold enough to stay by myself yet, but I would definitely go with the group because if, if we're all gonna <laughs> run into a bear, that's fine, but be by myself. That's what happened. Now, I, I love that you went by yourself because um, I want to say maybe like mm, between 2019 and 2021, there was a lot of talk about Black women solo traveling. Do you solo travel often or was that your first time? That was my first time. Um, I actually been like reading a few things and I really want to get into that. Like, I feel like so many times people tend to not travel because they don't have a group or they tend to not do the things they really want to, to please the group. So I feel like it's important to at least take one or two solo trips by yourself, you know, throughout the year, you can still enjoy trips with your friends and your family, but it's just Mm -hmm. something about being alone and being able to reflect and just do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Would you recommend solo traveling on a staycation first before venturing out into vacation arena? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely start off small, going like two hours away, see how you feel. And even if you're not at that point where you're ready to take a staycation, maybe just go to a restaurant or an activity in your neighborhood by yourself just to see how you you handle it, you know, um, and then eventually move up to a staycation and a vacation. Yeah, I love that recommendation. Um, So a lot of times people are very scared to be by themselves. Um, And I I don't know why. I feel like I'm really good company, but I'm also very silly, like by myself (laughs) or with other people. Um, But I love the recommendation of maybe even going to a restaurant by yourself first, um, because it it can be very hard to go to a restaurant by yourself. The waiter is looking at you like... Girl, did you get to this? Actually, I think I went on a, a, I call it a date, right? I went on a date by myself a couple of weeks ago, went to this restaurant and I was probably there for like a good 15 or 20 minutes. And the waiter, he just came over like three or four times within that 15 minute block. And he's like, hey, still waiting. And I was like, on what? Like I was waiting for you to come. But it, it was so funny because I could tell that he felt bad because he thought I was stood up. And so eventually I was like, you know, I'm really enjoying my dinner by myself, Mr. Waiter person. And like some other guy came over and was like, oh, where you stood up? And blah. I was like, guys, wow. please just leave me alone. But it it was interesting because I always try to learn something about myself mm-hmm. when I'm either going to restaurants by myself or 
vacation, staycation, whatever, um, mm-hmm. because it's it's so much easier to learn a little bit about yourself when it's quiet, right? Like it's just yes. you. So I think going to dinner is a really good start for anyone who's not quite comfortable um, mm-hmm. traveling by themselves or being by themselves. You you will get interrupted a couple of times by people who feel bad for you. But I think it, it also just contributes to learning a little bit about yourself. So I love that recommendation of starting with the restaurant because it'll, I feel like it boosts your confidence to, you know, go yes. a little further. And before you know it, you'll be in a tiny house in the woods with no self-service by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely try to start with the restaurant if you can. Um, now, I know, I know um, you also talk about finances and budgeting. So mm-hmm. is there anything that you have coming up, maybe like a course or any kind of services or speaking engagements that you can tell us about? Yes, I'm actually working on a ebook right now. So I'm working mm-hmm. on a workbook for people who are beginners. So if you're absolutely brand new to the finance world, I'm coming up with a book, a workbook to help you get your finances in order to teach you what yes. the first step should be all the way to when you pay off that last debt. So I'm making it very interactive, providing examples, real life things that I use to help me pay off my debt. I'm gonna include that inside the workbook as well. Nice, oh, I'm excited. I can't wait for it to drop. Um, Do you have a tentative date or should everyone just follow you on Instagram and find out? (laughs) Follow me on Instagram and find (laughs) out for sure. (laughs) There you go, nice. Now, are you on any other social media platforms that we can find you on? No, just honestly, uh, Instagram. And then I do have a personal uh, blog and it's cashandcurls.com. Nice. Now, I did not ask you anything about the curls. So is there anything that you want to let us know about the curls, maybe preparing our curls for vacation at all? Yeah, so I tend to usually wear my hair in a protective style, depending on where I'm going. Like if I'm going on a camping trip, I'll just wear my natural hair. But if I'm going somewhere with um, like water activities, I tend to get braids. Uh, But definitely make sure you take care of your hair while you're (laughs) on a staycation or a vacation. You cannot neglect it. Make sure you wrap it up at night, you know, oil your scalp, you know, continue to do what you do at home while you're on vacation. Exactly. And so for any protective style, do you incorporate that into your staycation budget or is that like a separate line item? Absolutely. I consider that my hair, my nails, anything else, (laughs) I put that inside of the budget. (laughs) See guys, so you can go on staycation, you can get your hair done, your nails done, all those good things. Um, Thank you so much, Janetta, for being with us today. I really appreciate it. These were really good tips. Um, I hope everyone takes it into consideration because if you know the difference between staycation and vacation, you can actually kind of rack up on the staycations now and get out the house a little more. Obviously be safe because COVID is still a thing, but (laughs) thank you so much for all the tips and tricks. We'll definitely have to bring you back to talk about some other finances, uh, financial categories that you may uh, be able to present on. And um, we definitely need to talk about the curls. I love talking about hair, but we'll we'll circle back to the curls. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. We'll bring you back on. We'll talk to you later.